Welcome to this month's look at the nursing headlines from Johns Hopkins. I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Morning, Elizabeth. I'm Patricia Davidson. I'm the Dean of the Johns Hopkins School of Nursing, and it's my great pleasure to welcome you again this month for a conversation on what's happening in the world at the moment. And specifically what's happening with regard to nursing, of course, the COVID-19 pandemic rages on. And I sent you a piece that was talking about the recovery trial, that really big trial in the UK that has really modeled how simple and quick randomized clinical trials can be done to help inform us with regard to COVID-19 treatment. One of the pivotal pieces that those investigators have identified is research nurses. Absolutely. And a piece very near and dear to my heart because I spent a good part of my career as a clinical trials nurse. And it's a really important part of nursing. Not only do you, as a nurse, bring your clinical skills and attributes to the trial, the nurses have a big role in making sure that people are retained on the trial, that they are adherent with the medication, that data is collected on all the important endpoints for analysis. Because as we know, a randomized controlled trial, if 30% of the people are lost to follow up, the data are pretty meaningless. Nurses are the most trusted profession. And they have been so, at least for the last 20 years, that in fact, the only year in living memory where that has not been the case was in 9-11 when it was the firefighters. So I also think that people have trust in nurses. To me, it's about caring, coordination, and monitoring of a lot of other conditions beyond the trial. What I've been seeing, even in my own local community, which I think is really distressing, is what we call excess deaths. So we know that even without adding COVID into the equation, more people are dying. We know that people are ignoring symptoms of heart attack, stroke, and other conditions. So I was really excited to see that and really excited to see the role of the clinical trials nurse as a really important part of the healthcare system and infrastructure. Recovery, of course, is the model for how do we recruit, make it simple, engage all of the caregivers, nurses, they even engage medical students in getting people to opt into the trial, distributing all the information so that every health center is empowered to participate. And the nurses, of course, are critical to this effort. Absolutely. There are many critics of the national health system. But when we look at league tables around accessibility, affordability, and health outcomes, when we see some of the impressive data that comes out from a range of health sources, the United Kingdom and the NHS is number one. Even if we look at the quality of death index, the United Kingdom is number one, followed by Australia and then New Zealand. So there is a lot to be said about universal health care coverage. To many people, that is equated with socialism, with big government. But I think people should be really compelled to unpack what the constructs are, what are the elements that contribute to universal healthcare coverage. The World Health Organization talks about health system strengthening. So what are some of the factors? Financing, it's about leadership and government, access to medication, good informatics, all of those factors all contribute to a system, albeit imperfect, the national health system is an excellent model. Within many of these health systems, there are public-private partnerships. And so it's not the vision 
of communist Russia of the 40s, even my home country, Australia, there's a combination of public and private. So someone like me, yes, would pay my Medicare levy so that every member of society, rich or poor, working or not, has access to healthcare. But as most middle-class people would buy supplementary health insurance. But I can tell you, if you have a critical illness, it really does not matter if you're rich or poor. And I know in many phenomenal systems in the United States, it doesn't matter. I know with the phenomenal clinicians that I work with at Johns Hopkins, if you come into the emergency department critically ill, you will get excellent care. But the difference is that if you survive that illness, you will be saddled with debt that is crippling and may even lead to bankruptcy. If we don't address what's happening here in the United States, I know some very rich people will sit in their mountain homes forever, but if we were ever going to get our world back to what we want it to be, the economy robust and charging along, that we are able to be together with our friends and families, we have to think about how we interact together in society. Absolutely agree. Let's change gears a little bit. I think we were also going to talk about the Institute of Medicine, their report on nursing. One of the most influential documents that has ever come out of the National Academies of Medicine was the future of nursing. And it was in 2010. And it's in fact, the most downloaded report from the academies. This report was really influential, not just in the United States, but all around the world. The report had some pretty simple but compelling messages, which are really salient within the context of where we are in the COVID-19 pandemic. Firstly, to get as many nurses as educated as possible, because we know that nurses with baccalaureate education in working in institutions, there is less mortality and better patient outcomes. In essence, we've seen the other side of the equation in the COVID-19 pandemic, where in residential aged care facilities, where there's only one registered nurse on duty for eight hours a day, that we have had the ravages of COVID-19. And that has been a phenomenon across the world. The other thing is that it really encourages nurses to practice to the top of their license. That is the phrase that's used. Because many nurses, particularly at the advanced practice levels, can provide really valuable services, particularly for vulnerable and marginalised communities. Nurse practitioners, physician's assistants, pharmacists, many of these people can be providing important services. As we look at really addressing health disparities, I really hope that there will be a strong move to an ongoing commitment to diversity, that the profession of nursing, and just not our profession, every health profession reflects the cultural and racial and ethnic dynamics of the populations that we serve. But then also thinking about an area of practice that has probably not had as much focus and attention is the importance role of critical care. And what we've had to see in this pandemic is a real stepping up of critical care nurses. We've seen exceptional examples at our very own Johns Hopkins where our certified registered nurse anaesthetists have gone to function as nurses in healthcare teams who are because of their critical care background. When we look at some of the current issues, workforce, supply, medication, therapeutics, I sincerely hope 100 years from now, when the world faces another pandemic, 
we will not be suffering, particularly in a place like the United States, the richest country in the world, the home of science, the home of innovation, the place that put a man on the moon, that we are really suffering because of lack of access to a skilled workforce and personal protective equipment. On that rather sobering note, that's a look then at this month's nursing headlines from Johns Hopkins. I'm Elizabeth Tracy. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. It's great to talk to you again this month. Please stay safe and well to people listening to this podcast. We all have a part in making a difference. If we can all wear masks, wash our hands and socially distance, we will save lives. Thank you to all the people who are really every day going in, wearing that PPE, taking care of all of those patients. I'm incredibly proud of all of my colleagues. If the listeners want to hear more about what's happening in the COVID-19 pandemic and in the nursing world, please follow me at Nursing Dean or our school's hashtag at JHU Nursing, or go to our website, www.nursing.jhu.edu, and find out what's happening. Thanks so much.